0: guys welcome back to the podcast uh five months i don't want to talk about it um i don't even feel like doing one of those like where i've been life date up style posts because i just don't feel like it to be honest uh to be honest as i proceed to give a life update just wasn't the vibe we're back Better than ever. And we're going to talk about something today that I see so much. And that's honestly holding you back from making more money, right? Because if you started an online business and you were getting into seasons two and three of life, you know, year two, year three, maybe the excitement has worn off. Maybe you've done some investing. Maybe you feel stuck. Maybe things aren't going the way that you want to. There is a very important piece to it. And it's not more strategy it's so easy as a business owner to say, you know, they have the secret bullet, they have the silver bullet and this strategy. And I've sold this in the past, y'all. I'm not speaking from this like removed place where I've never done this before. You know, I talk a lot about like what business used to be like and how it is now. But in 2020, that is how we sold our stuff. We sold it like it was a silver bullet. We sold it like it was the solution to everything. And to be honest with you, as I've been inside my own business and I've been inside of scaling businesses, as I've had peers who have started hitting, you know, multiple six, seven figures in those types of things, the secret is not always more strategy. And why that gets sold to you, why this has been such a big thing in the online space is because strategy is easy to implement. Strategy is easy to shift and to see short-term wins and short-term wins are not a bad thing. There is this kind of culture inside the online space where it's like we only need to be in for the long haul, but like human psychology basically dictates that when you get those short-term wins, you create that velocity that then turns into long-term wins. But the problem is when I see strategy hopping and when I see strategy switching is that it's only short term whims because you're shifting things. And you know, the biggest component to all of this, the biggest thing that's going to change your business is not going to be more strategy. You know, as somebody who teaches a lot of strategy, as somebody who focuses on a lot of strategy, being a strategy person, there's an absent of mindset and true digging deep into your stuff. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about mindset. So to kind of preface this, this, I always had to work harder than my mindset attitude. I always knew I could out-train a bad diet. I could work hard. I'm a workhorse. I remember when I was in retail one time, I clocked 120 hours between two stores, and the two stores were about 30 minutes apart, and I lived about an hour away, and I remember getting my paycheck and then being like, "Uh, how did this happen? And I'm like, y'all didn't see this, and what really ended up happening in between this attitude of it can work really hard is that I had a mindset that I had to work harder than everyone else. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. The problem is with that is that when you work harder than everyone else, you burn the fuck out. You don't want to be white hot in your work ethic. You don't want to be the brightest star working the hardest because guess what? You burn fast and you burn bright. And then you are done. You are fried to a crisp. You are burnt out and burnout, which in the online space is like, I need to take a vacation. I need a long morning. My burnout presented itself in the face of pneumonia. If y'all have never had pneumonia, I don't recommend ever getting it. If y'all have never been in the emergency room puking because the medicine they gave you for pneumonia is actually what you're allergic to, but you couldn't advocate for yourself because you were so sick. And so you ended up back in the emergency room, puking your guts out Having to get an IV when you've had very few IVs in your life because of burnout, I don't recommend it. I do not recommend it. And I do not recommend spending the next six months having to have an inhaler after you've never had an inhaler in your life because you work the hardest. And a simple remedy to this wouldn't have just been a vacation. It wouldn't have just been slowing down. It was my mindset. Now, mindset has a lot of meanings, it has a lot of components, there's a lot of things in the online space, and there is a very fine line that I do see practitioners cross between mindset and therapy. I want to acknowledge that I do have a therapist and I've had a long-term relationship with my therapist. We're coming up on two years at the end of May. So next month, I'm recording this in April of 2023, next month I will have been with my therapist for two years. We have done a lot of work. Active trauma therapy, whether that is talk therapy, whether that is EMDR, whether that is CBT, any of that is super beneficial if you have suffered an amount of trauma. This is not me diagnosing. This is not me recommending. This is me speaking from personal experience. Because the thing is, is that my trauma kept me in that place. And there is no, I was magically healed and resolved of anxiety and depression. I think I'm just an anxious, depressed person to the core. I think I'm just a sad girly and that's okay. That keeps me you know, nostalgic for rainy days and those types of things. Therapy changed my viewpoint around mindset because a lot of my problems of working hard also came with personal neglect not taking care of myself because I wanted to hit that next income goal, not taking care of myself because I wanted to be a present fiance. Mm -hmm. Look at how that worked out. Um, Not taking care of myself because I was putting other priorities before me because that working hard was a form of perfectionism. That working hard was a form of this is my value. This is who I am. I am someone who works hard. And if I don't work hard, I don't have any value in myself. And that stemmed directly from my mindset. Mindset is huge though. It's a huge word and there's so much around this and, you know, really instructing it is a way to help you to kind of understand, but your own path is going to be your own path. If you are not a journaler and you hear about me journaling, don't think that you have to journal. If you are somebody who doesn't love exercise and you find other ways to move your body, that's fine, but let's kind of get in and do this. So specifically with my mindset, it was stemming from working really hard getting a lot of value from it and mindset is typically top-down processing. When we talk about top-down processing, what we're talking about is creating it in your brain first and then moving it to your body. Your brain and your body are connected. There's a reason why that book is called The Body Keeps the Score and it's because your brain and body are connected. When I talk about top-down processing, what I'm talking about is limiting belief work. I'm talking about journaling. I'm talking about talking about things and processing. Talk therapy is top-down. When you talk about bottom-up processing, that is also a part of somatic work and it can be considered in your mindset and your nervous system regulation because bottom-up typically takes the body to regulate the mind. So this is exercise, breathing. Uh, they say have no therapies top-down, but I feel like it's like a mixture of both. EMDR is kind of that same place where it's both. And for those of you who don't know EMDR, it's a type of therapy that I went through pretty extensively because I could openly talk about my trauma and I was disassociated from it. And my therapist. Saw that in our first session and was like, "Mm -mm, no, no, this isn't healthy. Uh, You shouldn't be able just to disassociate. When it comes to your mindset, your mindset is going to shape your world. And what a lot of entrepreneurs think is that mindset is just journaling. It's just limiting belief work. It's just those types of things. I want you to start thinking about mindset as the glasses that you wear in the world. How you view and perceive things, whether it is good or bad, where you create judgment and meaning comes directly from your mindset. And your mindset's not going to be perfect 100% of the time. We live in a toxic, positive culture that's like, you should be happy. You should be grateful. You should be abundant. Um, No, our brains don't work like that. We, us, and have a heightened focus on negative stimuli as a response to survival. You know, if you would have went out of the cave millions of years ago, whatever you believe, and there was a saber-tooth tiger outside of it, you wouldn't have been like, oh my God, tiger's just getting a snack. You are the snack. That tiger is a negative stimuli and your body would focus on that. Your brain would focus on that so that you could survive. That is why failure and negative emotions are harder. The problem with my mindset and what I discovered along the way is that that negative emotion, I would just disassociate from. Oh, something's not going wrong. Just disassociate it from it. Relationships not working out. Just disassociate from it. And my disassociation would be the separation because what I could do is I could work hard. I could find a lot of value in how I was working and what I was doing, right? I could sign that client, make that sale, do that ridiculous thing. Because then that negative feeling didn't feel so bad because look at me, look at how good and perfect I am. Look at how worthy I am. Look at all the things that are happening in my business. So if my personal life is in shambles, it's okay because I'm working hard towards that goal. That insight to my mindset led to burnout, And like I talked about in the beginning, this burnout was significantly higher than what a lot of people don't realize, you know, it was my body not being able to shake off a cold, getting pneumonia, me ending up in urgent care, and then the emergency room and having to take time off in my business, which was a hard reset after so much of my value came from working hard. And the thing was, is that, you know, I have been journaling, I had been working on it, but it was check the box behavior. So inside my programs, so when we talk about checking the box behavior. It's that you put mindset or something else on a to-do list. You check the box. You say, yep, I did it. Good to go. I wasn't starting to dive into the feelings that I had and why I had those feelings of what was going on, why I was working myself so hard and why did feel things feel so impossible and why were there some days where I just was so tired I couldn't get out of bed, right? I was journaling and I was kind of like, okay, like I checked the box. I'm good to go. And the interesting thing is, is I would journal when things were good, but when things were bad, I didn't want, I didn't want to have that honesty with myself. Right. I didn't want to say like, oh, I feel like I'm a failure in business. Cause I didn't sign that client. I spent a lot of time with, oh, I didn't hit my ridiculously high launch goal, even though I'm doing significantly better than the majority of business owners and peers. And even right now, as I'm talking about, it, I can find myself trying to disassociate and trying to move away from it or make levity of it because it's still a work in progress. Your mindset is a work in progress that uncomfortable piece of mindset is what held me back for so long and that piece part of it was to keep myself safe you know I'm not going to go into intimate details about my trauma because it's not really anybody's fucking business to be honest with you um and it's really not you know a lot of times when we talk about trauma we talk about our point of view of things and as I've learned more There is my side, there is somebody else's side, and there's the objective facts of everything that happens, right? And sometimes as a survivor, we do a disservice. As a victim, we do a disservice, you know, to only speaking to our sides and our feelings and our emotions, and also understanding, you know, there is other things at play when it comes to human behavior. I've spent a lot of time studying humans. And, you know, I can't speak for another person. I can't speak for somebody who inflicts pain or hurts someone. But the thing about that is that safety and that comfortability did keep me functioning for so many years. It did keep me going to college, going to school, doing all of these things. And to negate that safety and comfortability through disassociation would also not be recognizing my mindset. I remember very specifically when I started to kind of dive into it, when I realized that this was a problem and it wasn't actually after I had burned out. It was after my engagement broke off, right? And coincidentally enough, um, for those of you who follow the holistic psychologist on Instagram, she released her book in May of 2021. And I remember getting a copy of how to do the work, right? And how to start digging into this. And, you know, I thought business mindset, money mindset, all these things were nice little neat boxes. And when you didn't want to handle something, you could package it up and put it away. It's not. Your mindset carries over into so many different pieces. Your mindset really it moves with you as you move through business and personal and all these other things. And I remember reading the book and starting to get the journaling prompts, and that was the first time outside of the sporadic journaling that I started to keep a process that allowed me to document my thoughts in a non-judgmental fashion. I wasn't writing limiting beliefs to fix it so that I could get that end result so that I could check the box that I did the work. And so therefore I deserve the success. I wasn't writing to uncover what was wrong with me and why I couldn't maintain, you know, a romantic relationship with someone who was not narcissistic. It was starting to meet myself in a place that was safe. It was comfortable. It was me. It wasn't somewhere where it you know, someone could read this and start spilling it out loud. And I had had that comfort and safety before in my journal, but I didn't feel like I would get deep with it. I feel like I would get to that point of something hurt is coming up or some, you know, something that's buried in my subconscious that comes from my childhood because you know our parents weren't aware of how much impact it has now. Our parents, they didn't have the same types of situations. And so The problem was, is that as I started to uncover this, I started to realize that a lot of my identity was wrapped up in this really toxic mindset, this hustle, hustle, hustle. And the thing about the online space right now is that there is a lot of talk around ease and flow and work two hours, make millions of dollars. There's a reason why I hyperbolize it. And it's just to bring awareness to the situation. But at some point hustling, because you don't feel good enough, you're always not going to feel good enough, you know, and it's not the conversation around always moving the target because always moving the target isn't as bad as we think it is. It's conversation around if you find worthiness through working, if your mindset is constantly telling you, if you have negative self-talk and if you truly hate yourself You can't hate yourself into building an incredible business. You can't hate yourself skinny. There's a lot of things in life you can't hate yourself. And that's what it felt like. It felt like I was at war with myself constantly. Excuse me. You know, it's sensitive, right? Mindset's a sensitive topic, it is sensitive. And so when I started to deconstruct this, I was actively going to therapy. I was going to therapy once a week. And let me tell you, you want to fast track to personal development besides owning a business, start going to therapy and explain all your actions and why you feel the way that you do to start covering it. I started to take off these glasses of how I viewed the world, of I always needed to work hard. I wasn't always gonna be the best, but I wanted to be the best and to be the best I had to work hard. And, you know, I started to really meet myself in a place that was hard. And the interesting thing is, and why I mentioned top-down versus bottom-up regulation is top-down. I'm journaling every day. I'm working through these things. I'm asking myself, what do I need to hear today? How do I need to work through things? You know, using tools like self-coaching by Burke Castile. It's an amazing book. Um, I'll make a note to link it down below. Starting to unwind that. But the other side of this, the other side was I was going to yoga. And by going to yoga, you are starting to regulate top up, right? Um, And I was taking medication. I want to do note that I did go on medication in May and medication is an incredible tool. A lot of people use medication. I'm not actively on medication right now. If you are on medication though, don't feel shame around it. Those are such amazing tools and resources. And for some people, they may need that tool for the rest of their life. And that's completely okay that's completely fine. It's the space and the industry and the world that we live in that stigmatizes medication. So I'm going to yoga a couple of times a week. And the thing about bottom-up regulation is that your body keeps the score in a way that you never realize. And when you start doing any sort of movement, any sort of somatic work, you're starting to release that. And for me, obviously going to hot yoga, sweating my little little eyeballs out and having all these other things there was a lot of somatic healing that was going on and a lot of trauma that I was moving through my body but it was also kind of the honest piece of coming back to myself you know mindset is talked in such this vague you need to do mindset you need to do it but what your mindset it is really the accumulation of how you believe you're going to succeed in the world and again the classes that you see the world through and the problem was is that when you're in an exercise class and you're telling yourself like don't give up, just need to keep going, push one more time. And you're having that negative voice in your head, it's carrying over into other parts. It's hard to create that awareness though in business when you hear that, because there is so much that is pushed on us that you do need to keep going and you do need to keep showing up. You know, while that mindset was hard on me, there was a lot of opportunity that allowed me to consistently show up and allow me to become a finisher and allow me to grow this incredible business that did support me through this time of healing. But it only got me so far because what I found is that when things stopped working, when things got hard, when that voice became overwhelming and loud, I would just hop to another strategy that something was wrong with what I was doing. It was not the way I was viewing things, but what I was doing was wrong. And so in yoga, it was starting to show up on that mat. And some days I could do things and some days I couldn't do things. And some days I would feel like I'm on top of the world and other days I would cry. And I would silently cry, you know, I'm not going to be like a who crier in yoga. Got to keep, got to keep the image upright. But I slowly watched my mindset shift from you need to work harder. You need to do more. You need to be better to start approaching myself in a way that's loving and starting to be curious and start asking myself questions around why do I feel the way that I do with situations? And why do I handle things the way that I do? And how do I view the world? How do I view people? How do I view situations? And the interesting part about all of this is that when it came to my success, my success solely on strategy, I never really believed that it could work. But on a conscious level, I would never acknowledge that. On a subconscious level, I knew I had to work hard. I knew that it would always have to be to like my breaking point. I knew all of these things, but I would just bury it deep, right? I would just, you know, disassociate when it felt weird or achy. And that's one of the biggest shifts I've seen in the last almost two years is reframing my world to set myself up. I was at coffee this morning with my friend Kayla and Kayla, we were kind of talking about, you know, when you're an early stage entrepreneur, you're like opening up Pandora's box for the first time. It's fun and it's exciting. And anything is your oyster. You know, you like the world is your oyster. You can do anything. But what happens is that when you fail and you struggle, it doesn't feel so close. And in a world where you have been taught never to fail, it's really hard to keep showing up and basically getting it handed to you. And it's really easy an exercise to show up and get it handed to you. It's really easy to have a hard yoga class, or have a hard workout because there's so much meaning in it and you're getting stronger and you're getting better. But in business, when you watch other people succeed and you're not succeeding, when you watch people make more than you with businesses that are janky for lack of better terms, When you see someone who's making seven figures and they use a Google form and you've spent so much time creating something beautiful so people can take you seriously because you believe you have to work significantly harder and you have to present yourself and you have to do these things. And you constantly face that every single day. It's easy to give up. It's easy to walk away. It's easy to daydream about a nine-to-five job where you don't have to do anything and to become like the rest of the population that just consumes content, isn't creating it, isn't showing up, isn't getting in front of a podcast mic. The craziest thing about your brain and your mindset is it's not concrete. You know, they talk about fixed mindset. A fixed mindset sees the things the way they are forever. It's never going to change. It's always going to be that way. People are always going to be that way. But a growth mindset allows you to understand that things can change it. And when you shift into that growth mindset, you still have hard days, y'all. Everybody has a hard day. Everybody has moments where they feel like their business sucks, whether you are making your first $10 or you're making your first 10 billion. But that growth mindset allows you to say, is this a hard day? Am I tired? Am I hungry? Am I lonely? Am I angry? Am I frustrated? Are there other things, other factors, subconscious beliefs, or is it just a bad day and tomorrow is going to be fine? Is it just feeling disappointed because I put all my eggs in my basket and that person didn't sign up? Because that's the part where, you know, there's a lot of jargon around mindset, scarcity mindset. Scarcity is just a fear that things are going to run out and perceive scarcity as a biological driver, y'all. And a scarcity mindset is not wrong. But it can put you in fight or flight. And when you get stuck in that, it's always running out. You're actually in a fixed mindset and you're probably really driving in this place of like, I need to work harder. I need to do more. Versus when we hear abundant mindset, it's just that things can change. And what felt so hard at first got easier. It got easy to recognize, oh, I felt this before. I've been here before. You know, it's like, oh, God, going back to yoga, that chair pose. Huh? hate chair bows. But standing at the top of my mat, I'm like, oh, I, I've been here before. I felt this before. But when you're in that mindset that you're never going to be good enough, and no matter how hard you work, you're always going to have to work harder. It's hard to remember those things. And that's where you start kind of deconstructing it. And for a lot of us, that is journaling, because it's safe. The capacity is so safe with it. But for you, it may be different. But for you, it may be looking into it. There may be anger because your business hasn't grown the way it did in- 2020 there may be shame if you had to get a job because you can't support yourself because your business isn't growing on the timeline that you provided it or that you have to take on a done for you client or you have to do things to make it work because everybody else in the industry is saying that you're quitting you're compromising but like you're looking at your bills saying I gotta pay my bills there may just be deep rooted things that you know drive the unworthiness and the perfectionism But there is no perfect strategy. There is no, I did the work. I deserve the success. I checked the box of mindset. Weren't things working for me? Because the part is, is that you're always evolving and you're always growing and you're always changing. And things that used to shake you to your core, maybe they don't anymore, but there are different things that do change you. And that's where it's like, you know, for a lot of my clients, they have the strategy down they have the pieces down, it's starting to play in that mindset. It's starting to handle some of the feelings and not in a dismissive way. It's starting to sit with it and acknowledging what your needs are and how you need things. And if there's one thing I would go back and tell myself, if I was starting my business all over again, it's from the beginning, start digging into that. Because like Zig Ziglar always tells the story about, you know, if you put a bug in a cup, It's only going to jump as high as it thinks it can. If you put a piece of paper and you limit that cup, that bug's only going to jump right before it hits that piece of paper. If you take the piece of paper off and the world is your oyster and things are infinite, you will jump as high as you can. But it's not strategy's fault when you don't believe that it will work. It's not strategy's fault when... You don't show up consistently because you don't believe that it works. And when two days happen and it didn't produce some result that you created on time, you're pointing at the strategy saying, ha, I was right. And it's not strategy's fault. It's your mindset. It's your mindset, not believing that that could work for you. It's your mindset, not believing that it could do that. And that's where I encourage you to start digging in. Because one of the best things I've ever done is when things get hard, when I need to process For me, I sit down with my pen and my paper and I say, hey, what's going on today? Why do you feel the way that you do? Because that's when your business starts to get to grow because you can believe that it's growing.